0: What's going on, comic fam? It is your boy, the Bearded Comic Bro, and I am joined for another comic creator interview, and I've got Steven Prince right here, uh, and we are talking comics, so welcome to the show. Hey,
1: everybody. Thanks, Greg.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, I got introduced to you. Um, I saw some of your comics. Uh, I had Rylan Grant we were just talking about. Uh, he was on one of my first interviews, and he mentioned this book, and he's like, do you like... Do you like monster books? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, what about a matter? Oh, what? I was like, so I was like, I knew I had to check out um, this. And so I want to talk to you about the comic a little bit uh and stuff like that. And I know you got a Kickstarter coming up here uh yeah. real soon. Uh, depends on when you watch this video uh, <laughs> or listen to the stream. It might be live at that moment. So uh, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, one of the first things I always ask all my guests so when they kind of come on, I
1: love to just know what got you into creating comics wow um i it's it's something i've done for as long as i can remember when i was a little kid i used to staple together i used to when i would go to my dad's office sometimes i would bring comics with me and i'd photocopy them and i'd staple them and i'd give them out to friends you know and uh i've always drawn because it was kind of like uh, I, w- I went to a religious school growing up okay and they they kind of like uh tried to kind of pray the creativity out of me but I was always doing like little comic strips and whatever so it's something that I've always done and has like evolved over time um in college I did like little uh designs with like comic strips and um um after college I did uh, I started doing actual like comics and stuff like that. And uh, a few years ago, I lost my job and basically had nothing to do. So I figured, well, you know, what better time to start making comics. So uh, I started making a comic strip uh, called Unemployant about an unemployed aunt. Um, so, and, and and everything started from there. And I wasn't like, so I used to write and draw everything. And with unemployment, I was I was sort of learning how to draw. Okay. And then I did this 200-page uh, science fiction graphic novel called The Third, um, where I was learning how to draw still. <laughs> and then I kind of felt, I, I had Monster Matador um, sitting around for a while. And uh, I just, at, at that point, I figured, well, um, maybe I'm ready to sort of draw it. And I, I wound up doing kind of like 12 issues of that writing and drawing it um it's sort of a precursor to the book that is out now and it's just sort of there's me kind of feeling out the character finding a rhythm uh finding a story and the plan was always to kind of do that and then to really kind of like get it out to the public which is uh which brings us to um the book that I kickstarted a few months ago uh Tangle of the Matadors yeah and uh, yeah so
0: Let's, I mean, because uh, I hopped in on uh, your last Kickstarter. That's kind of where I got uh, exposed um, yeah. to it. Uh, and I've gotten to read some of the original issues um, that kind of, like you said, were a precursor to um, uh, to this Kickstarter uh, that you did, just did a couple months ago, this one that you're doing now. Um, so where did this idea then for Monster Matador, like, where, like give people kind of like the precursor, I guess, of the elevator pitch here of – where it came about, what it's about, you know, the first story before we get into the more recent stuff.
1: So it kind of, the, the concept itself, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Peter Sellers. Okay. There's a movie he did. Uh, it's not as well known as, as some of his famous ones. It's called The Bobo. And he plays a uh, Juan Bautista. It's the greatest singing matador in all of Spain. And I've always, and just the way he played it, you know, like, you know, because matadors, they've got like a style and the way they stand and everything is, you know, and it's just like, I've always, so since then I've been kind of like just obsessed with the whole, like, um, iconography of, of matadors. And um, as a writing exercise one day, I was just trying to come up with a, like a character and uh, the name just popped into my head, you know, Monster Matador, it just had a ring to it um and i just i just started developing it from there um and trying to think of what kind of world he would be in and of course if there's monsters it's a post-apocalyptic sort of world and um one thing i did also was uh i gave him a daughter uh so his daughter um he's basically fighting the monsters. his motivation is to fight the monsters to make a better future for his daughter so um and uh In the original, in the ones that I did, it sort of tells a story about how he lost his wife the night the monsters attacked. And then he travels around from Mexico to the United States sort of fighting monsters and building this reputation as the monster matador. And uh, the book that I kickstarted is really kind of like the beginning of the monster matador. Um, So this is when he is officially, you know, the monster matador. Uh, He's got the reputation of fighting monsters and um one of the things i did in uh tangle the matadors is when you first meet him uh you meet him kind of in media revs in the middle of the action he's being carried into the book by this giant monster which we call the volagante it's basically a giant fly with thousands of little flies and it, it drops the matador uh into the action which is kind of a metaphor kind of for basically what we're doing to the reader is we're kind of introducing you into the book and we're just kind of throwing you in there. Yeah, right, you know, straight into the action. And then we kind of, uh, one of the reasons why I called it Tangle the Matadors and is because um, there's another matador who's been inspired by the monster matador who also wants to fight monsters. And um, rather than telling the reader, you know, his story and what it's all about, it's nice to see um, how he contrasts against this other matador. So you can learn about him and his personality and everything through his actions um, and and how they mirror the other matador. Yeah, so, it's such a cool world.
0: Um, so like I said, I hopped in on this last Kickstarter. So this was the issue one that you were talking about, and it is really. It is true. Um, I had no background. I knew the idea of, you know, as a matador who fought monsters, which if that doesn't sell you on a book anyways, gang, why are you watching this podcast? (laughs) Like that just is a great concept. It's like all the monsters that you have from like the Godzilla movies. And instead of Godzilla fighting them, it's a matador, which is fantastic. (laughs) Um, But it it was easy to catch in. You knew what was going on. You knew kind of, it brought you into the action right away. Um, But you didn't feel like, like oh, I really had to read the previous. Oh, was it? Twelve issues that you put out? Yeah, yeah. yeah, twelve issues to get that kind of feel. Like you got some notes of why he's doing it. Like you said, like you know, for his daughter, and you know, there's you know, you notice about the loss of his wife that right off. Like those things introduce you, so you don't feel left out. Um, and I will say, I it was brilliant. That title page is fantastic. How you guys yeah. have it then in like the landscape shot, landscape shot, land- like it is a movie opening title package. Well,
1: I'm sure that's what you guys were going for like through and through, but it was, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, that was, um, Fabio Alves is the artist and he's drawn, uh, he's, he's uh, collaborated with Ryland Grant. He drew Banjax, uh, which he just got nominated for a Ringo Award uh, for best cover artist. Uh, and the book picked up a bunch of awards and he also did uh, the jump with Ryland. And, uh, Fabio was kind of having some downtime and that's how, and I was looking for an artist and that's how I got hooked up with him. And that was the first, uh, that was the first page that Fabio drew. Um, and, uh, he, he, I mean, he nailed it. I, I didn't, I didn't even try him out or anything cause I, I'm friends with Rylan. So I, I, I know I, I knew Fabio's work and I, I'd read Banjax and I just, I just wanted to get the ball rolling. I was just like, go ahead, just draw the page. And he just, uh, he just nailed it, you know? Um, and his, his stuff is just getting better and better. So it's. It really- oh,
0: it's fantastic. And, and I'm biased. Um, for those of you that follow my stuff, he drew me into the jump. So I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm in. A, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's so like, cool. I'm biased. I think his art's great. So when <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you get him in, so how is it? Cause I know like you, you did the illustration, you did the writing for the first series. How was it to let someone else kind of in your playground with like your real, like doing the art? Because I know you probably had an an idea of what you wanted things to look like. And then you're like, all right, here, I'm going to give someone else something to do. How was that for you?
1: Part of the reason why I I wanted to shift it to someone else is because um, I've got two little kids at home. And I literally, I I just don't have the time to do it. I was getting really frustrated because the art wasn't coming out uh, to what I wanted it to. Um, I I was doing pages, literally, I would blue line a page, which is basically penciling a page in blue line in like an hour or two hours. (laughs) And then penciling the page in like an hour or two hours. So it was like, I just wasn't really able to to spend the time that I wanted to on it. And, uh, but to me, the coolest thing, I mean, Fabio, seeing Fabio's interpretation of the character, is to me as a creator, it's awesome, and he loves the character. It's it's awesome to see someone else have that kind of excitement about it. Um, you know, also uh, Tony Donnelly uh, did a cover for me. Uh, Kyle Roberts. Um, I've had a couple other artists do their versions of the character, and it's to me it's the coolest thing as a creator to see someone else someone else bring uh, a character of mine to life. You know. Um, and I'd much, I'd much rather Fabio than draw it than me. So,
0: well, and that's kind of like you said. Like the, if that was you were talking, that title page kind of was like the first page he sent. Man, it had to be a cool experience when you had that like digital copy, yeah. whatever, in your hand. Like this is wow, this got to be cool because it's a, it's a sweet picture. <laughs> yeah,
1: and if you look at what's interesting too is that if you look at if you look at the way I draw the manager, I, I have a little more of a cartoony uh, style. But if you look at the way I draw it and you look at the way Fabio draws it, like Fabio. Fabio nailed the look, you know what I mean? Like, you can look at both and you can see that they're the same people. Uh, but when I saw Fabio's, that's, like, what I see in my head, you know what I mean? Like, that was just like, oh, wow, he. that is the Matador. That's the guy that that I'm writing. It's made it a lot easier to write, too, because you just have that, that, uh, that image right there. You know? So d-
0: I was going to ask, does that change kind of what you write a little bit sometimes of, like, knowing – knowing what his image of who your character is that you've created like does that kind of shift like your storyline a little bit of like ooh, i know what he can bring to the table art wise of something i want to write this in particularly because of that
1: yeah absolutely um in that first so in that first series um the stories start out really simple because uh really i i I didn't you know because of where i was at drawing wise you know there were things that I i could or couldn't do and as it moved on, the stories become more complex because I got better uh, at doing it. Um, with Fabio, so Tango of the Matadors was written before I knew Fabio was going to draw it. Uh, but as, as we've been doing it, um, it's been, he's been adding things to it. So it's been a, a much looser collaboration. And uh, in the follow up that we're doing, um, I, I wrote it specifically for him. So he's he he loves horror. So it's got kind of a horror tinge to it. And there's a, I mean, you see it in the first issue there's a subplot with some uh, uh, zombies in uh, South Africa. So you could see where that's where that's kind of going. Um, it's going to be Predator meet zombies. So.
0: Awesome. Oh man, that's awesome. So so right now you're currently this story arc that you're writing is a three Real. story three issue story arc. Is that correct? Yeah, three issues. Yeah, okay. Um, and so the last one was just on Kickstarter. Um, this second issue now is on Kickstarter. Um, and so talk about like let's talk about that then. Talk about the second issue a little bit more.
1: So the second issue. So in the first issue, which is also going to be available on the Kickstarter, okay. uh, where it basically takes place in Guatemala. And the matador is helping uh, these people in, um, in Guatemala fight this, this giant monster and her thousands of like children that have been terrorizing them for years. And in the, uh, in the second issue, um, basically the matador goes off to the Volagante, uh, to the big monster's lair to go fight it. The townspeople are fighting off her children and they're getting killed. And then uh, one of the townspeople is off on a side quest. <laughs> Uh, to get help for the townspeople. So there's there's these three stories that that are kind of happening all at once. And um there's a a, a killer uh cliffhanger at the end of it which
0: <laughs> Yeah. I you were so gracious enough to send me something and I was like the yeah,
1: yeah. preview this before and I was like, oh here we go. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's um it's hard to talk about because yep. I don't want right. to. No, yeah, I don't, yeah, absolutely. I want to get the twist away, but it's it's one, It's it's definitely a cliffhanger where you you'll definitely want to see what yep. happened uh, in issue three. So, so all these, um, where do you get the idea then for these monsters?
0: Because like there are so many different ones. Like, you know, are these like monsters that have already been kind of created that are re- that you you know the names that you have with them, or like where does that come part come into?
1: I I try to so I I try to come up with something that's um, sort of specific to maybe the region that it's taking place or so in in Guatemala and I'm remembering this probably incorrectly but they've got these big black flies there or something like that so that is so it came from that so I I try to find something within the culture or the society whatever that is taking place that uh where the monsters are are based on
0: um, that's cool because like it is it's interesting like you said of uh, you know just to see um how it kind of develops into this world and um obviously if people hop in now they can do some backtracking to get more exposure to the world and it sounds like you have just more stories in your head for beyond
1: yeah so it's it's I have basically um what i what I call like the the focused arc which is to be probably which which uh, will tell like the whole story of the matador um, and for people worried about issues one for through twelve we're actually down the line we're actually going to retell those issues as as a book as a graphic novel as a mini graphic novella that'll be part of The series um so uh my my idea is i love doing single issues but with kickstarter it's just it's so much um you know and and really for for the reader it's like you're you're waiting three months you know i mean i have the book so, so the good news is i have the book done so like i did on the first one you know the kickstarter ended Uh, The funds transfer in two weeks. It goes straight to the printer. And a month later, I get the books out and ship it to you, you know? Um, But I'd like to, after these, move to, like, so the plan is to move to, like, many graphic novels. So probably around 64 pages each. And rather than running, like, three or four Kickstarters a year, it's basically will be, like, one or two at most, you know? And that way, you'll get, like, the complete story in each book nice um so and and i think and and that will help also cut costs down for the backers so right um, you know what i mean like i'm always kind of looking for ways because i i mean i appreciate it so much that people actually it still blows my mind i mean i do it but it still blows my mind that uh people are so supportive of uh of independent creators especially on that platform um, so I'm always looking for ways, like I did little sketches for everyone, um, who backed the first Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, so Sweet. I have, I have mine and that's glad awesome. You got it. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. so, yeah. So I'm always looking for like a little thing just to kind of, uh, give back a little bit and show my appreciation for it. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, ideally I'd like to do like 10 little graphic novellas, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's and then, cool. um so for me like the, the Matador story it's it's a little different than it's it's sort of like it it's very focused on the Matador and him fighting monsters right. and what you'll see is as, as the Matador keeps um fighting them and going to different places, we'll see like the bigger story of the world. Mm. And we'll start to find out um maybe where the monsters came from, how other countries and people are are, are, are fighting the monsters and things like that. Um, but one thing for me is that like the focus is really just on the matador and, and right. the store about him kind of raising his daughter and um, we've got some really fun things planned for that. That's so cool. So
0: if someone's watching this or listening um, on either iTunes or Spotify or whatever um, to this podcast, what are... If they're not sold on Monster Matador already, what are some perks like? What like what that you guys are doing offering in this campaign? Like, because I know you guys offered a lot of really cool um, campaign rewards. Um, what are some like ones that you want to highlight that I think might be interesting to hear?
1: So um, Tony Donley, who's uh, doing the Kickstarter exclusive cover, is actually doing some sketch cards for me. Uh, we've got prints that we're going to be giving away. Um, with the comics and you know we're gonna we've got some surprises also. Um every comic will come with a trading card this time. Um I'm I'm hoping to do another little sketch for everyone. I've actually I got started on that. <laughs> um and we've got this is something I, I, I did it for myself but I had it printed up. I don't know how well you guys can see it. Let me take it out. This is it's a uh This is a, a 9x12, and this is a glow-in-the-dark uh, three-color screen print. So you can see the, the awesome. vagante over it. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that'll glow in the dark. And it's, been, it's, it's a high-quality print. It's, it's printed by, uh, if you're a fan of um, movie prints and things like that, it's, it's printed by Nakatomi. Okay. Um, they do a lot of concert posters, um, a lot of movie yeah. posters. Like that. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, I really want one of these for me.
0: So you're like so you create some of your campaign rewards of like, hey, I want this. So if other people want it, they have a chance to too.
1: <laughs> Can I make it work? I don't know. So That's awesome. Yeah. So um and then we've got uh Tony's cover is gonna be one of the perks in a in a really big uh, package with basically everything in the but the kitchen sink. Um so yeah, it's that's and uh, we also have a, a variant cover by uh, artist uh, Puis Calzada, who is um, an artist for Fangoria magazine. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah so there's, sounds like a lot um, to hop on. So um, just for whenever people aren't listening, we'll have links in descriptions in this below, but when is uh, the Kickstarter for
1: issue two dropping? It's September 29th. So that's tuesday september twenty ninth and it will probably run till about october twenty fifth or twenty sixth so the ringo awards are october twenty fourth and fabio is nominated for best cover artist so uh, i'm hoping he wins i i, I he hope, deserves he's he's super talented so that's so that's so
0: cool um so yeah, if you're watching this Um, definitely check out the Kickstarter um, and hop on that sucker early. I know that that's a huge thing um, for creators is uh, if you're thinking about just hop on that early, start spreading the word because it's good content. Um, I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed if you're even (laughs) remotely intrigued by this idea because it's been great uh, so far.
1: We have early bird specials, which if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, basically we discount. Uh, we discount the books, uh, for the first, I think three days I set it for, um, so yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. So absolutely hop on that early, get the early bird pricing. You're not going to want to miss out.
1: Um, uh,
0: is before we wrap up, I just want to give, is there anything else that you're kind of, you know, working on in the midst or are you just focusing right now on Monster Mad or anything else you want to share?
1: So I've got Monster Matador. Fabio and I have a a short story in uh, an anthology that's coming to Kickstarter at the end of October. It's called the Nightmare Theater Anthology. And um, there's going to be a bunch of amazing talent in there. Uh, David Pepos, who does Spencer and Locke. And uh, he just did the Oz on Kickstarter. Uh, Going to the Chapel. David Avaloni, who writes Betty Page and Elvira. Uh, Carla Nappi who does Duplicant, Dave Schrader, who does Baby Badass, uh, Don Wynn, who does Pablo the Gorilla, uh, Clay Adams, who's uh, done a bunch on Kickstarter. Uh, there's a ton of ton of talent in that book. So um, that'll be at the end of October, and then uh, Fabio and I are working on a, a horror concept. Um, he so Fabio has this concept that I guess he did this to Ryland, where he kind of just he sent me this like uh, folder of just images <laughs> and i'm like what do you want me?" To-? i'm like these are cool <laughs> what do you want me to do with it fabio and he's like oh just let it sit in your head uh so basically uh Ryland, uh i think ryan kind of uh came up with the jump from that yep. um which is if you haven't checked that out uh it's on it was a kickstarter book and he's going to do another one in in January, I think. Uh, and it's it's all about um, what's it called astral projection. Yeah. It, it's 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 a it's a great book. Um, so Fabio then sent me that thing, and uh, it's tricky. So Fabio doesn't speak English. He speaks he's in Brazil. He speaks uh, Portuguese. So everything he does runs through a. Uh, translator and I don't speak Portuguese so it's kind of so so sometimes it's 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 tricky communicating because the translator doesn't always um it doesn't always capture the meaning of it right So for a couple of weeks I was trying to figure out we were going back and forth I was trying to figure out what exactly like he was looking for and whatever um so we came up so I came up with something that I that um it's sort of like a horror anthology okay. and one of I liken it to kind of the X-Files where there's a, there's a, an overall mythology and yep. then there's the kind of what they have like the Monster of the Week episodes.
0: Yeah.
1: So we'll be telling these little horror stories that kind of, you know, turn into a bigger bigger horror thing. So that's, that'll hopefully launch sometime next year. That's um, cool.
0: That's cool. Well, Stephen, thank you again so much for just taking a little bit of time uh, to yeah, talk to me um where can people uh find you and
1: support you and what you do well you can find me on facebook monster matador instagram monster matador uh twitter you can find me on twitter it's b Steven prince or you can follow monster matador um and uh Monstermatador.com, so so
0: just remember Monster Matador. Just remember
1: <laughs> Monster Matador. You're bound to, you're about to find something. So.
0: Nice. So, um, Well, again, all the links um, to your information will be in this video, uh, as well as the Kickstarter. So make sure you guys hop on that Kickstarter. Um, and, again, you're not going to be disappointed. So uh, with that being said, uh, hopefully you can find some time this week, gang, to curl up, grab a book, and nerd out. Peace.